When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Kids and cats, welcome back to our aptly named show, Worst Year Ever. My name's Katie Stoll. I am also in the worst year ever, and I can't escape, and my name is Robert Evans. Hi, Robert. As a fellow resident of the worst year ever, my name is Cody Johnston. Cody Johnston! Can we just all take another lap, another lap in this time where we don't get a lot of victory laps to celebrate really mm-hmm. nailing the name of this show. I mean, just I out mean, of the park. We did it. It will yeah. forever be something I'm most proud of. I mean, this is you. Kudos to you, Robert. We all, we all we talked it. about this a lot, though, you know? We had to oh, really... Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. We went back and forth about whether or not this would be the name. Um, yeah. But we yeah. did it. We really nailed it. fucking it. nailed it. Theme song Boy, seems uh, important and uh, and true. Oh yeah, keep that song in mind, Cody. You got your uh, your mandolin nearby. I can have it nearby. Yeah, that's that's good, Cody. Because we're going to start this episode. We're going to be talking about the allegations of sexual assault against Joe Biden uh, this episode. Yep. And I hate um, this story. Uh, not just yeah. in the way that like rape stories are always. I hate them all, but this is like I, I hate this story so much. Uh, yeah. It's okay. gonna be a bummer, and at the end of it, it's gonna be a bummer. I have, I'm gonna promise the audience that you will reward them with a song, a freestyled song, and now it's on tape, so you can't back out. <laughs> Smart move, I... asking that on well, after we were recording. <laughs> yeah. I've heard your promise, I've internalized your promise, and we will find out what I do with that promise. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to know. Uh, there is one way to know. By finishing the episode. Ooh. 
<laughs> so let's get it started. Um, oh. We uh, obviously have been really focused on everything that's happening with the pandemic and <laughs> yeah. it's vitally important, but it was also like, whoa, there's still an election going uh-huh. on and it's important for us to continue to cover that as well. So here we are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Boy. these allegations are pretty alarming. If you guys have not seen it, it it goes beyond just the just. I mean, all of our conversations that we've all been having for years about how touchy Joe Biden is, how hair is well smelly he that. is. Yeah, this is a this is a very serious allegation of of serious assault. Um, and I that got, is corroborated. Like, yeah, I've got it written. I've got it all written out here, and I kind of feel like we might just want to go through it pretty granularly because I think a lot of people just haven't heard much about this at all, and we should probably lay it out to start with. Um, so it all kicked off in 1993, um, but that's not the best place to actually like start talking about it. So let's let's talk about 2019 first. Sounds um, good. Because yeah, in 2019, and by good I mean awful. Sorry, thank Robert. You. That's the year that Lucy Flores, a former candidate for lieutenant governor of Nevada, uh, wrote an essay. It was March of that year, wrote an essay for The Cut, uh, alleging that Biden had kissed her on the cheek uh, or on the back of the head at a campaign event in 2014. She wrote, I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything. I wanted nothing more than to get Biden away from me. And in the wake of her report, uh, seven other women came forward, including Amy Lapos, who said that in Mm -hmm. a 2009 fundraiser, Biden touched her face and rubbed noses with her. Um, and uh, a woman named Tara Reed, and not the not the not the famous Tara Reed, but like a, a a different Tara Reed with a different spelling. That confused me at first, and I thought this was a very different story. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean the same story, but just with a very different person in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and Reed's allegations, which she she told to the Union, which is a local California paper, were that Biden had touched her several times in ways that made her feel very uncomfortable when she was working in his Senate office in 1993. She said that he had reduced her duties for his Senate office after she refused to serve drinks for an event because he thought she had nice legs. So like that was kind of the allegation at the time. Um, and Biden didn't respond directly to any of these allegations, but he released a video statement in April of that year where he said, I shake hands, I hug people, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this, uh, while acknowledging that the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset uh, and promising to change his behavior. But he also stated that he didn't apologize for this or anything else he'd ever done. So that that is what happened in 2019. Question. In 2019, did she say that there was more to the story at that point? She sure did, Katie. She yes, sure did. That's what I wanted to um yeah. to, to draw attention to because yeah. everybody I think when they were just seeing this in, in in the midst of other headlines assumed that it was simply another story of inappropriate touching and I do not mean to diminish the effects I mean, of inappropriate touching, but on the surface people looked at it and thought it was that. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, because that's what she said it was. Because um, that's she what she also, said. Yeah, she wrote a, a, a Medium post in the, so in the wake yeah. of coming out of these, I'm actually just going to read what she wrote in a blog post about what the aftermath of coming out mm-hmm. um, and saying that Joe Biden had inappropriately touched her and flirted with her, like what the aftermath of that was. 
Uh, quote, there was an immediate brutal fallout attack on me. I received threats on my life via phone or email. A thread started on Twitter calling me a traitor. I lost income slash freelance work from the negative viral tweets. A writer from The Atlantic and a law professor, Ford and Bi- former Biden staffer in the White House, Richard Painter, teamed up for hit pieces. The viral articles calling me out as a Russian agent swirled on the Internet. So it was a bad like, fallout. It sucked. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I will, that's part of the will, course um, for women who come forward with stuff like this. Yeah. I'm not going to defend the Russian agent allegations. I will simply, for the context of clarity, add that uh, by her own admittance, she comes from a family that's very anti-establishment, anti-United uh, States imperialism, and has been working on a Russian novel and has uh, said things that praised President yeah. Putin. On the Russian agent stuff, um, this is based off, are you going to get to the blog post about it? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna read all of it. Okay, yeah, okay. I've got, okay, I've got cool. absolutely everything laid out. Yeah. Okay, great. I've got opinions about it, so I just want to make sure. Yeah. I'm not plopping in before. Cool. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Um. So yeah, like that sucked, and she also wrote in that medium post, like that's what you were talking about, Katie. Like later yeah. in that post, she made it clear that there was more to her allegations. Uh, she wrote. What mm-hmm. Joe Biden did in his interactions with me is not real is really not much different than what happens in other workplaces. I have not told the whole story of what occurred between Joe Biden and myself after the threats threats last time. I will not tell it here either. I was told back then that if I continued to speak out, I would be fucking destroyed. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she added, um, I was destroyed not once but twice. Perhaps one day there will be a safe way to express what happened. So that that's kind of what she yeah. I don't know, teased is the wrong word, but she 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 mentioned that there was more to the story. Right. So that's the tale uh in 2019. Um, fast forward to a little less than a week ago, and Ryan mm-hmm. Grimm of The Intercept publishes an article containing allegations of sexual assault by Reed against Biden. And I think before we go into what he wrote, we should talk a little bit about who Ryan Grimm is and kind of sure. his level of credibility as a reporter. I think that's important when you're talking about a story like this because you're kind of trusting him to have done a, a, an amount of vetting, you know, in as much as it's possible. So Grimm is the Intercept's D.C. bureau chief. Before that, he worked for the Huffington Post, where he was twice part of reporting teams that were nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, His most recent piece of opinion-based election coverage was a March 15th article with Jeremy Scahill titled, A Biden-Sanders Ticket, The Unthinkable May Be the Only Path Forward. And I'd like to quote from that because it gives you an idea of kind of where Ryan lands politically. To avoid a scenario in which President Donald Trump uses the pandemic to his advantage while risking the lives of millions of Americans, the Biden and Bernie Sanders campaigns could broker a split ticket of Biden-Sanders with a clear publicly announced historically powerful role for Elizabeth Warren, presumably Secretary of the Treasury. Such an arrangement would be infuriating to vast numbers of people in all three camps. It would anger the authors of this very article. Um, But they also state that it it might work for the election and yada yada. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a... It, it just kind of gives you an idea of where this guy is. He's definitely on the Bernie Sanders progressive wing of the party, but he's also clearly like not someone who rejected the idea of Biden in the White House completely sure. out of hand when compared to Trump. Right, he's um, not going to vote fact, for Donald Trump. No, because Scahill and Grimm argue that the severity of the coronavirus epidemic basically had necessitated a Democratic unity ticket. Uh, Grimm's biggest story to date prior to this, was a 2018 piece where he broke the news that Dianne Feinstein had received a letter related to Brett Kavanaugh, who was then being confirmed by the Supreme Court. Uh, this is what turned into the Christine Blassie Ford allegations against Kavanaugh. So he is the journalist who broke the first story in that that story. So he's certainly a dude the Democratic establishment has, has trusted on stories before, right? 
Um, a lot of the people who are saying that like these allegations brought up by Reed are not credible um, and that The Intercept isn't credible earlier tweeted articles that Grimm wrote out about that whole thing. So that's a mm-hmm. factor in this, too. In general, I would say that like Ryan Grimm is, is about as credible a reporter as it gets. You know, his, his, it, he's definitely got his biases and his personal political beliefs, but he's, yeah. he's got a really good history as a journalist. Right. In terms of actually like publishing the work, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of people I would say are like m- much more credible uh, in terms of like breaking a story and like this. It's really hard to not have a bias these days. Uh, well, oh, yeah. I, I would like to talk about some of that a little later on. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's 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 Tara's background prior to 2020, and that's the background of the journalist. That's the history of Tara Reid and her allegations. Um, and then obviously, uh, last week that article gets published, and it reveals a bunch of really interesting information one of the pieces of that story is that reed kind of decided late last year that she was going to come forward with her additional allegations against joe biden um and she went looking for legal aid first and approached times up the nonprofit uh formed as a result of the me too movement now times up has received a pile of money as big as the sky over the last couple of years as me too has you know continued to expose abusers and whatnot in in public life they helped fund the legal cases of some of harvey weinstein's accusers and have to date put about 10 million dollars into funding cases now reed spoke with a representative of times up who seemed to think that her allegations were credible um and referred her to outside attorneys and suggested their legal defense fund might be able to help once that request was made a series of conversations started within times up and eventually the organization's director sharon tajani uh, made the call that the they could not provide assistance to Tara Reid. Their justification was that since Biden was a candidate for federal office, assisting a case against him would jeopardize their nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Is that even true? Because then I was reading that it, that it's it's not true. <laughs> like it's, it, it should not jeopardize their uh, yeah. status. That that's should not is about the the strong. So like this isn't one of those things where like there's a law that says it's okay to sue uh, a a presidential candidate for sexual assault. Um, but lawyers who have been contacted about whether or not they would lose their five hundred one c three status have been pretty consistent about saying like that's probably not accurate. Like. Okay. And that's the way that, like, Ellen April, a professor of tax law at Loyola uh, Law School, was asked about this, and her answer is um, pretty pretty standard. She said that yeah. Time's Up analysis was too conservative, right. um, and that's usually how you'll see it framed. Not like they're wrong, but they're being too conservative yeah, about too the extent about of the it. law. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just basically feels, uh, yes. this is some editorializing, like, this seems like a, uh, an excuse that we can use to, to sidestep yes. this mess. right. It feels like an excuse someone suggested in a meeting, and I'm. Yeah. It probably was. <laughs> and right, right, and then everyone's like, "Well, our lawyers aren't saying that it's not, not, not true." Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's like saying you could, you didn't do something because you could be sued. It's, I mean, technically, you can be sued for anything in the United States. Like there are very almost no limitations. Yeah. Um, so, but also to what you were saying earlier, maybe there should be a yeah. law that says that you can just sue a president for sexual yes. assault. I support all laws allowing people to sue presidents, um, even ones that might inherently seem unreasonable and like they would make governance impossible. Yeah, agree. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. Hard give agree. It a shot. Why not? 
So now Grimm and The Intercept make a point in their article uh, of noting that the PR firm that works for Time's Up Legal Defense Fund is SKD Knickerbocker. And the managing director of SKD Knickerbocker is Anita Dunn, who is one of Joe Biden's top advisors. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where we get to one of the pieces of what I think is kind of disinformation. I'll call it light disinformation spreading around the Internet. People are saying that like Anita Dunn, who headed Harvey Weinstein's uh, PR defense after oh. you know the allegations came up that she is, and that is not that, <laughs> that's that she's not true. working for Biden. That's not what happened. <laughs> but, she was consulted along with a bunch of other PR people for free by Weinstein at the very beginning of this, and she yeah she did to him, some pro bono advice know, once. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a big Democratic donor. Somebody who knew her was like, "Will you give Harvey some advice?" And she did at the very very beginning of this. She was not paid and she was certainly not you can argue like that wasn't a good thing to do at all she should have read the article and been like fuck you harvey yeah. um totally fair but it's it's a it's a stretch to say she directed his defense she talked right, to him right. once. A, he did have a paid team of assholes for that job we yeah. know who those people are There's don't take the credit ocean, away from them yeah, <laughs> yeah between those things yeah, totally fair to be like, hey, this she kind of that's kind of gross, isn't it? And it is kind of gross, but let's not state it. Let's not pretend it's something other than what it is. Yeah, um, yeah we don't need to pad the grossness. She visits yeah, Harvey yeah. every day in prison and says, "I'm so yeah. sorry about what's happened to you." It is though, like, and there's no evidence that she waited on the call about whether or not to take these allegations. And I suspect that at least on paper, someone in her position has no decision making power for that. Yeah. That said. Do I think that nobody talked to her about it or that she didn't weigh into anyone with influence at the at the the NGO about that? Like, no, I, I, I would be very surprised if she didn't. To be fair, uh, this is the response that she received from the Times Up employee that contacted her. They said, please know how much I appreciate your courage in speaking out and appreciate what you shared over the phone, that you are speaking out so that your daughter and other young people can start their careers free of harassment. It, it it genuinely seems to me when I read that, that there was a lot of remorse at not being able to help her. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think, I don't think there's, like, it, from what I can understand, the actual employee at Time's Up who dealt with her case did nothing wrong, took it seriously, yeah. escalated it, and was told no from higher up. So Right, brought it um, to the right people, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism of Time's Up that we should be having right now, but I don't want to, like, pretend that it's not full of people yeah. like that employee who legitimately wanted to do something, you know? Let's, let's... Um. And yeah. what I, I don't want to pretend anymore is that it's not time to take a quick break yes. for ads. You know who won't harass women who come forward with allegations about vice presidents? <laughs> who, Robert? The po Is products it, and services. I, products, products and services. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We're back. Oh, yes. my God. Woo. Those ads Thank were God. so great. Oh, my God. They gosh. make it less horrible that we're going to talk in detail now about the allegations of sexual assault made by Tara Reid against Joseph Biden, Joseph Robinette Biden. So this um, Junior. this all happened in 1993 when she was working as a legislative aide. And in her retelling of events, so she talked to The Intercept, and then she was on the um the podcast of a woman named Katie Halper, who's a very pro-Bernie uh, uh, journalist. So that that yeah, yeah Halper, th- that's the context of that. So she says that she was while she was working as an aide for Biden, she was approached by another Biden employee who gave her a gym bag and said that Joe needed his gym bag, and she went in to see Mr. Biden. And then the things that uh, we're just going to play this clip. It's about two minutes from her um, from her uh, recollection of events. And this is what she says happens after she met Joe with the gym bag. It We were alone and it was the strangest thing. There was no like exchange, really. He just had me up against the wall and um, I was wearing like a skirt and you know, business skirt, but I wasn't wearing stockings. It was kind of a hot day that day. And I was wearing heels. And I remember my legs had been hurting from the marble, you know, of the Capitol, mm-hmm. like walking. And I, so I remember that kind of stuff. I remember like I was wearing a blouse and he just had me up against the wall and the wall was cold. And I remember he, it happened all at once. The gym bag, I don't know where it went. I handed it to him, it was gone. And then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes. And, um, yeah. And then he went, oh, he went down my skirt, but then up inside it. And he, uh, penetrated me with his fingers, whatever. And, um, I, uh, he was kissing me at the same time and he was saying something to me. He said several things and I can't remember everything he said. I remember a couple of things. I remember him saying, first before like as he was doing it do you want to go somewhere else and then him saying to me when I pulled away he um got finished doing what he was doing and I kind of was pulled back and he said he said come on man I heard you liked me Mm -hmm. and 
it's that phrase stayed with me because I kept thinking what I might've said. And I can't remember exactly if he said I thought or if I heard, but it's, it's like he implied like that I had done this. Like, I don't know. And for me, it was like every, everything shattered in that moment because I knew like we were alone. It was over, right? He wasn't trying to do anything more, but it's, I looked up to him. He was like my father's age. He was this champion of women's rights in my eyes. And I couldn't believe it was happening. It didn't see, it seems surreal. So yeah, that's, um, those are the allegations, the bulk of them at like, like that's the allegations of actual like physical. Uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff he said later, but, um, right. yeah, yeah, they're not good. As the clip goes on, as she says something that really, really stuck with me, um, she had mentioned, you know, there are things that he said that I, I don't want to repeat. And then Katie pressed a little bit and said, are you sure you don't want to share that? And uh, she acquiesced and said, what he said to her in that moment was, you're nothing to me. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, and he was right. Because uh, that's how everybody treated her. You know, people didn't want to know what happened to her. They didn't want to hear it. And, and she just ends by making that point. Like, you know, you want to know why people don't come forward. Well, this is a great example why. And that really hit me, man. You know, you're nothing to me. Yeah. And he, she alleges at least that in the wake of this, he kind of cratered her career in, in politics, working in campaigns, like, because he thought, uh, and you know, he thought that she liked him. Someone had told him that's his allegation that he thought she liked him. And yeah, and in that interview, he, yeah, when she also ta- she talks about that, and she's like, "I don't know if somebody had said it or yeah, if it was something that I'd done to make him think that I liked him, which is just the most grotesque. Uh, psych- it's just a terrible. Obviously, this is what we talk about in workplace environments: the the onus on a woman to start questioning what did they do wrong." Yeah. And it's uh I don't know. Like I don't have a truth detector. Um people lie all the time. Um and it's it's I I think that one of the debates that's going on right now is like over like believe women as a slogan. Yeah. Um and I I agree with the essence of it, which is that like you should assume as a rule that allegations of sexual assault are true, which does not mean that you have to assume without vetting that every single allegation of sexual assault is accurate. Um, you just assume the same way that like when someone says my home was broken into, that they're not, this isn't some con game they have. You offer right. them sympathy yeah. and you take it seriously because most people who have their homes broken into are have their homes broken into. And it's worth, it's worth reminding everybody that statistically the vast majority of uh, sexual assault allegations are in fact true because why would a yeah. woman want to put herself through this? But also very unfortunately and understandably considering what's going on in the vast majority of sexual assault allegations, there's no like evidence that's smoking gun right. or anything like we, the evidence in this is that like, yes, definitely Biden and the, and, and Reed would have been in a position to be alone together. Right. Like we can say that yeah, during there's that nothing year, more yeah. we can say. And well, and yeah. it is this is not evidence, but it is uh, corroborated by her friends, her brother, um, yes, who has yes. gone on record as saying, at the time, I didn't think she should do anything about it, and I regret yeah. that. Um, and, you know, so the people close to her in her life are like, yeah, this absolutely happened. 
Yeah, yeah. The people cl- and say that she brought it up at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of you know Biden has had surrogates, a couple of women who've worked for, for him a long time, be like, you know, I was working for him at this time. I never heard of him doing anything like this. Um, and that's kind of all you're gonna get on this. You're not gonna get yeah. no videotape is going to emerge of Joe Biden being like, I should do love being a sex crime guy. Yeah. Um, we're just like this Only is the, this current is the information that, that exists. <laughs> yes. Hey man, hey man, I like to grab him by the lady bit. Mm-hmm. Trump, Scrap. Trump's like, I am the best sex crime president I, there ever was. The absolute. It's I hate him. Sorry. I I kind of Katie. Maybe maybe that's what we need in America is for this debate to come down to the president who calls them lady bits and the president who calls it a pussy. <laughs> that's that's our good. Yeah, let's. let's look, yeah. No, if I if Biden got up there yeah. and just called it cunts, I'd respect that. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I wouldn't. Trump just had a fucking race to the bottom. <laughs> like, I mean, fuck it. You're all cunts. I mean, I will say uh, so. One of the things that really strikes me about everything that happened here is that I am. I suspect that Donald Trump knows that he has had unconsensual sexual relationships with women. Um, <laughs> his ex-wife. His ex-wife. I don't think Joe Biden thinks that this was anything other than like, I think he probably, if he was totally honest, would be like, yeah, I was flirting a little bit aggressively. I think that's how it's gone down in his head. And mm-hmm. I suspect that is how he, which doesn't make it less of a of a sexual assault. But I think that is probably how Joe really thinks about what happened. Yeah, is, that's, oh, yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah. how he, uh, it's what, his, she was it's into what me. his apology was originally about the hair sniffing and all that. He, when yeah. he said that, like, the rules of, like, personal space have been reset, that implies that he thought that his behavior was fine and acceptable. Uh, yeah, but now he, it's it not. implies it's he like, thought okay, that the rules were different Right, like, well, the rules are different now, so I'm going to change my behavior. I'm not going to do that anymore, which means that he thought it was okay. Um, and I think that speaks that yeah. speaks to sort of what his uh, attitude would be in general. But and I guess his general evolution as a politician, where you're like looking at the stuff that he's up there defending. Right, he's like, ah, I, didn't, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I just didn't know. It's bullshit. It's, it's very a very. I, I would say it's a very serious, credible allegation, and it it needs to be, um, at the very least, confronted seriously by the the Biden campaign and acknowledged and and answered um and the same thing needs to be done by the mainstream media um because that is how we as a society yeah. should treat credible allegations of sexual assault by presidential candidates it is not being treated no. that way now the Biden no. campaign has uh, released a statement saying basically this is untrue we respect women who come forward but this didn't happen um but and I, that's actually less gross than what has happened in kind of the mainstream press, where there has been almost a blackout on this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is just not reaching mainstream uh, traction. Yeah. It, like, it has, it has been popular on the far left. People are sharing it. And a lot of far right sources have been sharing it. But that said, even on the right wing, it hasn't really picked up that much steam yet and i think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that we're in this nightmare pandemic that dominates all discussion of everything like yeah i guess in a little bit of fairness to everyone not many other stories are getting through right now but even with that taken into account it seems like it's been black yeah because even even the uh even people who do who aren't like outright ignoring it and pretending like it doesn't exist. If they address it, it does come down to like, Oh, it's a conspiracy. She's a Russian plant or like, 
it gets into yeah. that kind of stuff uh, or dismissing it outright. A lot of uh, a lot of weird uh, behavior if you compare it to yeah. other allegations about other people. It's disappointing um, in so many ways. I mean, I, I you're right. There's this uh, pandemic going on. Anything that's election related, even that is having a hard time penetrating the, the yeah our collective consciousness right now. I, I just I uh, this is normally when s- stories like this I get into immediately, and it was two mm-hmm. or three days after this came yeah. out before I just because like there's yeah. I mean not there's that so it's much. sexual assault's less as serious, but like this is like it, it yeah. just I can't it's hard to think about anything else. But even if this yeah. wasn't going on. I think it's safe yes. to assume it would, yeah, nothing <laughs> that would it would still be getting, it wouldn't be getting traction. You know, we yeah. co- using this time to cover their tracks and, and, and people don't want to believe it. They don't want to see it. And I find it so disappointing because one point, I'm, if Joe Biden's the nominee, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to have to, but it's, it's really tr- tricky for me because all along, there's yeah. a lot of reasons why I hate Donald Trump. But from the beginning, when just seeing the laundry list of women's allegations against him, and it was like, I am so glad that I'm not a Republican and I don't have to make that choice. I don't have to mm-hmm. to face that moral choice. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, like if I was them, I wouldn't have been able to vote for him. I wouldn't have been able to stomach it. I resent being in this position. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what I will do voting wise. We should talk about that at the yeah. end. Um, yeah. But one of the things that's been coming up is like comparing the number of allegations against Trump to the ones against Biden because there's a lot fewer for Biden. But it's I've like, is literally that, is I've that literally seen is yeah, that people like, say like I don't want to well, do that. I'm not going yeah, to do. I've that. I've seen like yeah. well, they're, if they're both rapists, bo- vote for the one with the best policies. Like unbelievable that we're having that conversation. I I mean. It's like when other candidates try to run against Bernie uh, by talking about how they only attempted to shoot President Reagan while Bernie exactly. actually killed. Like, go for John the real shit. shit. It's exactly right. like that. Yeah. Go for the real shit. Do not vote for Senator Jim Imhoff, who I am alleging now is the real shooter that attacked Ronald yeah. Reagan. Fuck that up. Um, ah, Jim. You guys ah. were mentioning. Ah. Um, <laughs> You guys were yeah. mentioning that on uh, somebody's timeline, they retroactively went and deleted all of their support, their tweets, times up oh, tweets. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and about like- And their Kavanaugh yeah, There's a couple of people who have done that, some of whom have been like, no, my tweets auto-delete after three months, which a lot of people do. But then on a couple of those cases, folks have been found like, well, this tweet from four years ago yeah, is still up. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Weird <laughs> yeah. how that happened. Yeah, there are just just some some of the people who seem to be doing this, whether or not it's it is auto delete. Um, uh, Simone Sanders, she was actually the press secretary for Bernie Sanders in 2016. Um, she's now an advisor for Joe Biden. Jill Filipovich, I believe, is another one. Um, and again, it's just yeah. you know we went through a period like one and a half years ago, two years. What was it, two years ago? Three? Was it nine years ago? Um, with the whole Kavanaugh stuff, and uh. The argument about like whether or not her accusation was credible, uh, whether or not we should believe her, what like all all the things that right. uh, we're hearing now from people uh, in the mainstream media who are ig- completely ignoring this, it is completely flipped um, from what they were yeah. saying just a few uh, just a few short years ago. Yes, yes, and that's 
it's bad. It's blatant bad. too. It's so obvious what's going on. It's bad. And like, it's it's and maybe not we'll get good. into this a little later, but like with the whole just the Bi- the whole the Biden of it all in general, uh, it seems like yeah. that. Like there is a the Joe, the Joe down of it all. It, it's uh, there is a lot of gaslighting. I feel about Joe the Robinettness and uh, <laughs> things about him, problems people have had with him, literal like candidates who now endorse him, things that they've said about him. All of that is gone. Uh, we we're not allowed to mention any of that anymore. Um, well, it's very it's very frustrating. It's just our. Uh, I mean, I understand the desire to rally around your candidate and start doing. I I understand that from one perspective, but it's also like God, we want better than this, and we want more also. Than this. Well, that's the thing because Joe Biden is nobody's candidate. Everyone, yeah. every one of these people would be like, well, no, he's not my first choice or my second choice or my third. He's nobody's first or second or third choice. Um, but there's this sense that like somebody's that, but so yeah. Now, one of the things that makes this very frustrating is that, and it's hard to phrase this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm victim blaming because I'm not what I'm, that's not what I'm getting at here because of aspects of her personality and beliefs. Tara Reid feels like someone crafted in a lab to be the person the democratic establishment could most easily try to discredit for her allegations. Um, She's an outspoken Sanders supporter for one thing, but really the biggest part of it- She was pro-Warren first. And she was pro-Warren first. Um, But the the thing that is really drawing a lot of ire and that is being used to sort of immediately kind of um, deny the seriousness of her allegations is uh, what I would describe as an outrageously shitty blog post (laughs) that she wrote back in 2018 for (laughs) medium.com. And it is bad and her opinions in it are bad. And I'm going to read you a relevant section now. I love Russia with all my heart. I love the people, the history, the culture, and even my attempts to learn the language. I could not stand to watch the deception and xenophobia that came from my own American government. It is so sad and destructive to revile another cultural country for no reason but economic gain. President Putin scares the power elite in America because he is a compassionate, caring, and visionary leader. President Putin has higher approval ratings in America than the American president. President Putin is beloved by Russia, and he not going anywhere. Instead of being ensnared in the recent political intrigues and America trying hard to set that trap, President Putin is keeping a calm focus on his own country's (laughs) development and future without America. To President Putin, I say, keep your eyes to the beautiful future, and maybe, just maybe, America will come to see Russia as I do, with eyes of love. So yeah, not, it's not, tough, man. That's not, a horrible, a horrible, post. Uh, horrible, it's horrible like, post. Um, it, you know, I I really hate the knee jerk uh, Russian bot accusations or Russian. But agents. Jesus well, Christ, this is a, this is a foundation. <laughs> well, Jesus that. Christ, not that yeah. I'm saying she is, yeah. but like I, I see where some of that is coming. No, from, just because like because of the Russian situation, there is a I do see a lot of xenophobia about Russian citizens. Um, from sure. yes. a lot of like resistance type folk, but man, everything else not great. Sure, but also, let's say you're like a Russian plant, an operative, uh, who who yes. is Wouldn't going like to uh, accuse the front runner of sexual assault uh, when you worked in their office in 1993. I don't think that that blog post would be published by that person. <laughs> If they were trying to do that, yeah, that makes no sure. sense. This does not. Whatever. I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I also don't know that if a Rus- secret Russian agent, uh, if planted to take down Biden, would be publicly. That's what uh, I mean. Like they Putin. wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, publish that article. They wouldn't be have done that because that's the yeah. whole point. 
Unless they just wanted to cause, yeah, I mean, so here. To cause the chaos, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so this doesn't feel like a Russian agent to me. Uh, I would say the Russian government is absolutely going to do their best to um, boost stories about this. Yeah, which doesn't mean that the information shouldn't get out there. It just means that they have a vested interest in everyone in America arguing and fighting as much as possible. Um, Yeah. Which doesn't mean there aren't things to argue and fight about. It's just that's what they do. They don't embed sleeper cells in 1993 to be in a position next to Joe Biden so that they can then have them (laughs) flawlessly live a quiet life and then come forward to disrupt an election after making only one mistake and that mistake being to write (laughs) a really ridiculously bad blog entry. They're they're (laughs) not playing that kind of long game. Also, she has acknowledged- um, That it's bad. (laughs) You know, that she grew up- that, that that it was bad, but you know she's like I'm. Uh, I grew up in an anti-imperialist household, sure. very liberal. She's immersed herself in Russian culture because she's writing a book that's set there. All all sorts of stuff. Sure, yeah. sure. It was a bad post. It was a bad post. It was a bad. But post. you know, uh, but she's also. Rights. I know people who are. I know people who believe the kind of stuff she believes, and I think they're all very frustrating, but I would take it very seriously if any of them came to me and said that they were sexually assaulted. Because you have a right to believe frustrating, dumb things in this country. You also have a right to not be sexually assaulted. Exactly. You know what else you have a right to do? You have a right to remain silent and listen to these ads. Eh? And you know what, Katie? I think we can all agree that's the only real yeah. right that anyone has. To listen to advertisements yeah. yes. legally. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb,
for a variety of reasons. Um, but one of it is this matchup of Biden and Trump. I think it's important to talk about uh, where we're standing right now. We're we're operating under the assumption that things continue and Biden gets the nomination, which maybe not. Maybe something this world this year is wild. Anything could happen. Um, but you know. Trump's approval rating is up right now. Uh, well, is it? it a is. little bit. It is up a uh, bit. He's a wartime president. Um, it is up a bit. He's a wartime president. Um, and I, I've been looking into this a little bit. It, I mean, it seems like world leaders in general are getting a bump because of the response around this. I mean, not like Bolsonaro, <laughs> apparently. But in general, people are getting a little bit of a, a, a approval bump. And it's hard to... It's hard to exactly pinpoint why uh, there's so like, OK, it could be the fact that, you know, Trump really underwhelms and the fact that he's doing literally anything yeah. at all might people might be like, well, he's doing a little better. Right. Also, his, yeah. Um, you know, if you're comparing his to his disapproval, past- disapproval rating has still not gotten under 50 percent. So there is that bump. Yeah, but it's still like it, he's still not doing great he's still not doing great but now the when you match up biden and trump the it's it's you know depends on the poll but it's getting closer and closer like the 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 gap between people saying that they would vote for biden over trump is diminishing it's just diminishing and it's just something to be paying attention to as we're we're looking at this um especially since we're going to be comparing them we're comparing them inherently throughout this episode right now yeah, and I I, I want to I think one thing that is important to keep in mind when we look at the I I almost think there's not going to be much of a point in paying attention to any numbers for the next three to four weeks, um, totally. because one of the realities of the of our moment is that COVID nineteen is moving a lot faster mm-hmm. than polling does. So the the reason I was shocked when you said that his his approval was up I'd obviously heard those stories but I came across a story last week on the 27th so late last week um which was comparing polls from March 26th and 27th uh to polls from March 22nd and March 23rd and on March 22nd and March 23rd according to the Hill Harris X poll um 56% of Americans uh, approved of the president's handling of COVID-19 but in March 26th, 27th, just three days later, um, only 50% of registered voters said they approved of the president's handling. Totally. Look, I'm not saying put undue amount of stock in any polling. You're right. It is absolutely right. This is moving so fast, and it's really hard to track. But I think it goes without saying he's labeled himself a wartime president. He is a wartime president. There is historical context for why that behooves him to have a crisis. Um, and I... Uh, there has been some uptick in his polling, and maybe that's not going to last very long. Uh, it's just something to to keep in mind, but not yeah. put too much stock in, because like you said, things are changing. Like I even said a minute ago, who knows what's yeah. going to happen in the next month or two, two months. Yeah, there's now data from Ipsos um, on how much Americans are trusting the information the president's telling them. Sure. Um, 73% of respondents, including 75% of Republicans, say it's not true that anyone who wants to get tested can get tested. Um, only 20% of the public and 25% of the Republicans said that they believed a vaccine would be ready soon. 
Um, 51% of respondents, including a plurality of Republicans, 46%, said that it was false that the virus would go away on its own in warm weather. Uh, and 61% of respondents said that they thought COVID-19 was deadlier than the flu. So um, that is separate, though, from whether or not people want to vote for Donald Trump again. Yes. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it, it, it just it's just something that I'm I'm keeping in mind. I urge people to not freak out about or just yet anyway. Um, except that <laughs> vote for Bernie if you still can. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on as part of why it's, it's, it's just, this is nothing new. This is something that we've discussed a lot, but part of why it's so hard to hold him to account during this is indeed the media. Earlier I'd said that it's hard. Journalists inherently have their biases, but they go out of their way to not seem like they have a bias, you know, instead of saying like Trump had a press conference and he did, he said 50 lies about coronavirus. They say, uh, you know, Trump had a confusing presser, you know. Or they say he makes claims that obviously untrue claims. thing, which is, I hate that. I And it's. Should be fucking it's, illegal. Um, it's, um, especially yeah. right now. Fuck your objectivity, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you know who I like to talk about when we talk about journalistic objectivity is William Shirer. Uh, now, William mm-hmm. Shirer was a one of the great American reporters of the 20th century. He was in Berlin. Um, I forget which news agency, but he was like an American reporter in Berlin for basically like a huge chunk of the the, the Weimar era and most of the rise of the Nazi party to power. Um, and so he interviewed all of these top ranking Nazis. And then when the war started, he was back in the U.S. and he started making propaganda reels for the U.S. government that informed people mm-hmm. about realities of the Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. And he wrote uh, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which is uh, an utterly indispensable book of the history of the the rise of the Nazis and was a very good journalist who also didn't for a second pretend that his job was to be in, to do anything but condemn the Nazis as Nazis. You can report yeah. objectively on what they're doing and also never leave anyone in doubt that it is wrong to be a Nazi yeah. and that these people are shit. It's very like, easy that's, to do. Yeah. And that's what we need right now. <laughs> Not just your opinion pieces. I want the article, the article yeah. that that is getting circulated, that people are going to for facts, needs to be really clear. And I'm just, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I am honestly, for the first time in this election, the, the allegations against Biden, the sexual assault allegations, I'm honestly not certain what I will do as a result of that, because um, I have two things that I've held to as hard lines when people ask, like, based on my my personal beliefs, which are kind of much more in the anarchisty tradition, like, why I still think people should vote. And my, my same argument is why I think people should. I don't like crystal meth, but I think people should understand the effects it has on their health if they're going to do it. Um, it's harm reduction. Yeah, I think about voting the same way I think yeah. about doing dangerous drugs. It's a danger. It's a bad, dangerous thing in a lot of cases to do to yourself. Um, but doing it allows you to reduce the amount of harm. So I think it's important. And I believe two things since I kind of uh, held my nose and voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, which is that um, at least I'm not voting for a rapist, right. although not, she's yeah. the wife yeah, of a rapist, that's, and that's not ideal. Exactly. Yeah. And and also, I am voting for someone who, though I do agree with her on very little, meets a basic minimum amount of competence yes. that I don't think she will botch like a a, an kind. extinction level event and the response to it. Yeah, like a pandemic. And 
those two things are at war right now. Because I still regard like even it's hard. Re- regardless of whether or not Joe Biden committed sexual assault, he would do a better job on a mechanical level of yes. dealing with the response to a pandemic, mm. which doesn't mean a panda you have to, bear would. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. A yeah, panda it's, bear it's would such be, a low actually bar. might be better than both of them. And It'd certainly be cuter. Yeah. It is a, an, a, an unbelievably like low bar. They're very smart. They um, are very smart. And uh, a panda bear would have started rolling out tests in fucking January. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, I know, I, I hear your point. I, I struggle yeah. with it too, because that's what I was trying to say, intimating earlier is like, yeah, I I just don't want to be put in that position. I don't want to have to make that kind of a moral choice. On the other hand, I look at, you know, if a handful more, more than a handful, but like everybody that didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because, you know, X, Y, or Z, or they like Percentagely, it's not because people people didn't vote for her her because it's not Bernie. I mean, some people did, but that's not a huge moving factor. But like whatever reasons that people didn't vote for her or just vote for anybody. Um, and then you look at what's happening now and you're like, it's very. Yeah, it's very. This tough. is this is tough. You know, do I want Biden? I don't. Do I want four more years of Trump? Fuck no, I don't. Y- yeah. Like, I, and. I, I don't know what I like. I honestly don't know what I will do at this point because I do take the allegations against Biden seriously. And I don't know if I can vote for someone who did that. That yeah. said, right now I'm looking at it. It looks like President Trump had the my Come guy on. Why the would you from tell the me that Garden. right now? Unbelievable, um, man. <laughs> Wait, who's the my pillow guy? He the- is the guy. One of the few guys. Who, running a company who kept their ads on all Tucker the time Carlson after the oh, audio yeah. of Carlson being he sells pillows on Fox News. He is addressing the God. nation about the coronavirus epidemic. Everything like I I don't know what I will do, and I I, I hope the audience can forgive if some of our responses are like I mean, we're yeah. fucking mulling this it's, one over, it's y'all. So frustrating <laughs> yeah. and like all this kind of stuff we've been talking about for so Ugh. long, and it's such an indictment of I mean the media, but like the yeah. Democratic Party. It's so obvious. It's 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 like they're holding their nose, and they're doing the same thing that that happened in 2016 of like yeah. Yeah. we're gonna ignore uh, all this stuff. Yeah. And we're going to pretend like it doesn't even exist uh, with Trump. And I don't. Want yeah, it. I obviously yeah. wish with all of my heart and being that there was no pandemic. <laughs> but if there were a pandemic, I wish it had hit like three or four weeks earlier. Just a yeah. few weeks, just in the to, a little bit earlier in our primary season. I think that yeah. if that had happened, we would be looking at a very different race. We can all hope all sorts of things. I am not thrilled that right now I'm thinking, which rapist do I want to deal with a natural disaster? Because yes, the rapist I would pick is Joe Biden. But that's not the worst. Yeah, I. You know what? What what the core of it is? I I don't know that I want to contribute to the system that uh, exactly. Yeah. uh, puts me with that choice. And I also yeah. know that like by choosing not to, I am potentially making a decision that would make life a lot more dangerous for people in vulnerable situations, which is why I voted for Hillary Clinton, you know? Um because there are things that are worse 
one of the things people need to fucking consider, which I, I, I don't think can be said enough, but like everyone's like, well, Obama bombed people too. They're not really all that different. Civilian casualties as a result of U.S. airstrikes jumped 160% yeah. in Trump's first year. Yeah, he office. does everything but worse yes. and more. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. Um, you don't have I to don't love know. Obama to see that there is a difference. A major and I, difference. I'm not trying. To, I, I hope this isn't coming across as us being like, so this is why you should vote Joe Biden. I don't no, know if I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, but That's this is what's I'm, going I'm on in our head. Yeah, it's just another it another, <laughs> another thing on the pile of. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to end up I'm going to end up voting. Vermin Supreme. I think unless I, I don't know. You're right. It's really hard. I, I, I do think I still hold in my mind that. Just yeah. having Trump in, jo- in charge obviously puts so many people at risk, and um, yeah, Shane, I, and and I don't want that. And four yeah. more years of it will unleash untold horrors because he is, you know, the 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 safety, yeah, the safety will be off. You know, yes. shame on everybody uh, for allowing this decision to be a thing that voters have to deal with. Uh, shame on the media, shame on the DNC, yeah. shame on everyone who is uh, gaslighting and lying about all the stuff that yeah. everyone talked about a year ago. We're gonna I... see. I'm going to see what happens throughout the rest of the primary. I'm going to see what more information we have. I'm going to see who he picks as his running mate. Um, I'm not giving up quite hope on Bernie, although it's really hard to see a path. Um, yeah, it's... I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't think I can make much in the way of political conclusions until we are past the worst of this pandemic. Um, and I, I don't want to leave. Like, I, I think it is important. I, I don't I don't like it when people pretend like they they have such a clear understanding of what the right thing is to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's clear. Um, there's a there's oh. a real strong moral argument for refusing to vote for Biden because of what he did. There's also a real strong argument that says, but what about all the additional people who will die? Yeah. Also, um, I, yeah. so well, I think bummer. This, this, this conversation you know, also, it, I see it a lot <laughs> in a different form, which is that anyone who criticizes Joe Biden, uh, s- uh, tons of people will swarm them and say, well, are, but are you going to vote for him? Are you going to vote for him? You're going to vote for him, though. Uh, and this sort of like you're not never you're not gonna like vote for a third party or anything like that. And it's uh, it's very frustrating to not be able to criticize uh, someone, especially given these allegations and and things like that. But uh, the idea of like why are you having mm-hmm. that conversation now? Like why are you har- like haranguing people and like bothering yeah. them about their vote in I, like in November? It's March. And these are the things, like, if anything, the people asking that question should be considering what they're doing. Like, all these things that people are saying about Joe Biden, consider those instead of hopping on and being like, but but you're going to vote for him in, like, seven months or whatever. Um, It's it's wild to, like, force that conversation. I I understand. I, I, I do completely agree with you about that. I, but as you're talking, I I sit here and I'm like, I do understand people's anxiety. I do understand like some subset of those people. For example, my mom, who's begged me, she voted for Bernie, but she's begged me, please do what you can. Like yeah. I don't want, I can't have another four years of Donald Trump. I know, I know what he's like. 
and I was like, Mom, well, we'll get to that bridge when we when we when we come to it, you know. But like people that are desperate to to end this nightmare and um and so I do understand the impetus, but I also think people need to have some space and say, like, yeah, we're all coming to our opinions right now. We're yeah. coming to conclusions and we want what's best for the country as well. Uh and and in some people it might be hard. I mean, the same reason it like the whole conversation of like Warren Bernie voters, like I mean, it's slightly different, but it's like, like, oh, I, you know, I like, I, I, I do understand people needing to, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, uh, it, 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 the conversation needs to be flipped in the other direction because if people are saying all these things mm-hmm. and like making a lot of pretty like fair comparisons to what happened in 2016, and if people are like, but all the, it's the Bernie Bros who, who lost the election in 2016, maybe that should give you pause about what you're doing in regards to Joe Biden. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <sighs> yeah, what's up? Cody, I think the only thing we can do to, to lead everyone out of this awful episode is to provide them with a little song and to help you out, <laughs> Cody, I, I can freestyle the lyrics oh, yeah. if you'd like. I got... <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. You're the oh, one with now. talent here, but uh, we we got we got to leave them with Even something. Maybe we should just like end the episode just a thought. No, 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 no. We made a promise. All right, go, Cody. And all of this stays in. Every bit of this stays in. No. Nobody's gonna sing. Oh. Oh, Let are you going to do it, Cody? Are you excited okay. for Joe Biden? <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> we might fail. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. It kind of sucks. Uh, I'm going to say I think we saved everyone with it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree Cody. more. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Cody. Thank you for self- um, and, saving and, everyone. And thank you guys for listening always and for all of your support. Uh, you can check us out online at Worst Year Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And mm-hmm. hey, man. Come on, man. Hey, Jack. Get out and vote. And you can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.